Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings and welcome to Warren Radio. This is Tower and I'm here with the Watchman and we are glad you joined us. If you have any prayer requests or correspondence you'd like to send to us, you can do so by going to our contact page at warn-usa.com. You can find Warren Radio on USA.life, MeWe, Parlor, CloudHub, Tumblr, Pure Social, Spreely, and Linktree. And you can listen and download our shows by going to you to warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. You can also find Warren Radio on the following website streamers. Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes Player, Apple Podcast, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Warren Radio Visions on Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Anchor, Deezer, Podchaser, and Verbal. And don't miss these posts on warnusa.com and danaglinsmith.com. The Lord of Sabaoth, Vindicated. The day of vindication for those who have cried unto the Lord and have sought to find the evil done to them relieved. The coup d'etat dissent Americans foilables. There exists an American propensity to have America's foilables thrust upon the whole nation. Here we define the foilables as a minor weakness or eccentricity of some, in someone's character. Technology building God. Who or what is your God? The world today is filled with societies that daily bring technology to its own people. And on warn-usa.com, Wells of Salvation, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 18 on Battle Lines. We conclude that our look into the rule and reign of the greater son of David, the millennial kingdom being described in parts, gives a glimpse into the eternal to come. Also, Prophetic Celebrations Trumpet Series is a fall celebratory feast where the presence of God, His leading, and the Word of God come together. And be sure to get the book by the watchman, Dana G. Smith, The Rising. It's a Christian fiction thriller. There's danger and intrigue. Dark forces are plotting. The nation is at risk. Can Mac save the United States? The Rising details a takeover of America with dark forces that plot to bring the country into the globalist new order. And be sure to sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio Newsletter by going to danaglinsmith.com where you can visit our Christian books and resource shop where we feature The Rising and other Christian books as well as resources from our Vision Media and now I welcome in the Watchman. You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com and also follow us on Twitter find us on Instagram and join us on LinkedIn Greetings Dana, how are you doing tonight? Well, I'm doing really good We've got sun coming in through the window. Been doing that all day. Yeah, praise the Lord. Oh, I know, man. Nothing like getting rid of the W word. <laughs> Wilford Biden. No, no, that's not. not. I'm talking about winter. Yeah. 
That would be a name, Wilford Biden. I wonder if he has any kids like that. I'll bet there is a Wilford Biden in his History? line. Huh? I don't know. Wilford, now get your hands off of that. But mom, it's just a laptop. I'm going to give it to Hunter. Oh, Dana. Yeah. You know that there's conspiracy in there. <laughs> oh, I can't believe it. You know, Hunter's laptop, you know, and, and all the Democrats, you know, they were just vicious over Trump saying we need to check it. No, there's nothing there. And they hid it and they didn't want to do it. And then they got found out. And nobody, a Democrat never gets in trouble. Yeah, that's crazy. But I forgot to tell you, Trump's suing the whole lot of them today. Good. Hillary I hope he Clinton wins. and the Democrats. For, I, I hope he wins. Yeah, I'm not really sure what he's, what he's suing them for. Defamation? Yeah, maybe. That'd be a good start. Yeah. He's the main one. But, you know, I mean, these people were possessed. They were. You know, it was shameful. And I wouldn't want anybody to do that. No, you I know? think they're horrible in their treatment of him. Yeah. So at any rate, we've got uh, a lot of things going on. Yeah, and tonight we've got Jacob's Israel, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 126. Jacob's Israel is a forefront of the end of this chapter. We have covered the episode of Judah from the first point put forth by Isaiah. While they violated God's covenant, God's enduring justice and mercy will shine through. Here the prophet tells the nation to put forth their arguments <clears throat> Excuse me, in your own defense, knowing that there is no unjust crime but would show their sins as proven. In addition, it would show God's own forgiveness and mercy to bring them back into right standing with Him after the 70 years are finished. And now back to you. Okay, we left off at verse 24. And uh, we'll get into that. There's no doubt about it that Isaiah is long and we've been doing this a long time. We will begin chapter 44 here pretty soon. But verse 24, you have uh, thou, I say you, so thou or you, and it says hast, and I say have. See, this is all your uh, fancy old King James, thou. You know, I'm, I'm digressing here because I write a lot. I write books, I keep websites going, and I have a lot of editors. And those editors go crazy when I use King James. I mean, I've got more strikes on those, and they want to correct every one of them. I like the King James, so if you don't like the King James, bear with me. I mean, this is all King James. It's not the original 1619, I think it is. At any rate, thou hast brought me no sweet cane with money, neither hast thou filled me with the fat of thy sacrifices, but thou hast made me to serve with thy sins, and thou hast wearied me with thine iniquities. You know, the thing I like about the Old Testament and the prophets, uh, and, and especially when Judah, it was describing Judah, um, passing their children to the fire to Baal. And God says in there, it never did come into my imagination. Those are the words I'm thinking about. You know, it never entered God's mind or heart that they would do that. See, when I think of God, just like here, You've wearied me with thine iniquities. Has he really? Is he really wearied? And I think, wow, 
Remember, we're made in God's own image. <laughs> it's just kind of funny when the prophet uses that. Because, see, the Lord has sent prophet after prophet to warn Israel. Matter of fact, it says, I rose up early. And he rose up early by sending all the prophets. O Jerusalem, O Jerusalem, thou that stonest the prophets, the Lord said, when he was weeping over Jerusalem. You know, when God deals with the people, you know, like Israel in the Old Covenant, he sent a prophet. Now, in our lives here, okay, all of us, everybody that hears this, we're looking at the Great Tribulation. We're looking at the coming of the Lord. There's a lot of prophetic things happening. Uh, we know all what the Gospel says, uh, you know, that, that the Lord has outlined in Matthew 24, Mark 13, and Luke 21, among many of the other places we find them. And... There's only one place in the entirety of the New Testament, really, where God sends prophets, like Old Testament prophets. We have, through the gifts of the Spirit, the gift of prophecy. That's not the same thing as an Old Testament prophet. They had a specific duty. He, he was between God and man, period. Matter of fact, one of the prophetic things about the Lord is he's a prophet. He was the prophet to come. He was the one to come. But you see, for us, there's going to be two prophets that will prophesy during the three and a half years. And they will be in Jerusalem and round about. So it's interesting to note that. I mean, what do we have today in America? If you say, well, backslidden preachers, we've got troubles with, you know, in the churches. Well, you know, we, we do. We're not perfect. But you see, the thing of it is, is that things are a little different than it was in the Old Covenant. But still, God demands that you listen, that you walk a certain way. And here, Isaiah is looking back at all the things. Under the Old Covenant, you know, Judah went through all of the sacrifices. As a matter of fact, you can find it in there and... Uh, where God was wearied with their sacrifices and with the keeping of the covenant, the burnt sacrifices and all the things, their Sabbaths, because they didn't keep them to him. And they also got into other kinds of worship, idolatrous. And so they were totally far away from the Lord. But when, when God sent them into captivity, yeah, there, there was no sacrifices there was no temple they weren't happy so they couldn't have brought him sweet cane and uh, they didn't have any of the sacrifices going on where they could burn the fat and of course Judah being in captivity for 70 years, uh, you know, that's a pretty good lifetime right there. Whether you think it's a generation or not, it, it, it's, it's a lifetime. It's a long time. For some people, they don't even live that long. And God didn't have a regular relationship with them because of what they had done. They couldn't have brought anything. They weren't able to do anything with the sacrifices. 
they weren't able to do anything because they were, because of their sins, separated from God for 70 years. Although he was there, he had um, Ezekiel in there, and of course Daniel uh, interceded when Daniel was around, and of course it was Daniel that instituted, that found out Jeremiah's 70 years was about up. So God kept in contact, but the people pretty much had to go on and do their own thing. They they didn't have a temple or anything else. And for years and years it was like that until in 48 when they were brought back. So then when we fast forward into Ezekiel 38 and 39, the Gog-Magog prophecy, a lot of people are talking about it now because Israel's back in the land. They're somewhat secure. People hate them. Well, that's okay. And, and and there's a lot of talk around that about Russia, where they're at, and what they're doing could be leading to the Ezekiel 38-39 scenario. And so it's interesting how prophecy is moving and centered and around in that direction. And the other thing of it is, today, through Yahshua, Jesus Christ, all men can be saved and delivered. Now, you may not want to be saved. You may hear the gospel and hate their guts. Because the bottom line of it is, when the Lord came and he preached and taught, and the Pharisees came up and they wanted to know again and a few other things, and he says, you're not one of mine. You don't listen. I'm paraphrasing, okay? You don't listen. My sheep, my people hear my voice. Those that are mine will hear my voice and I'll respond. And, and th there's a difference. Even Paul, when he talked about the gospel, he said the gospel to those who believe and hear, that's the ones that the Lord was talking about. We are a saver of life, but to those who don't want to hear us and hate the gospel and don't believe, we are an aroma of death. The Pharisees, they were aroma of death. You know, one minute the Lord was there, and he was doing miracles and signs and wonders. He had everybody crying out, Hosanna. The next minute, he was on a cross. And when he was standing before Pilate, all they could do is say, crucify him, crucify him, get him out of here. That was his own people. So, let's put it this way. Israel has been hard-headed and stubborn. There's no doubt about that. God had to deal with the hard-headed, stubborn group that came out of Abraham's loins. But i got news for you. You Gentiles ain't much better. And God knows that. But today, even though you're a Gentile or you're a Jew or any other ethnic, uh, you know, or whatever, you can come to the Lord. You know, so you say, well, I can't because I'm this. He already knows that. And so in going through Isaiah, I mean, we're, we're dealing with with a prophet who has to write all this stuff and put it down I mean Isaiah literally prophesied a lot so he was <laughs> you have wearied me with thine iniquities I think that's I think of, of all of that it, it's humorous in, in the fact that I can't see God being wearied with our sins And you think, well, do we provoke him? Uh, but the one thing that will come on the cross side of the Lord is if you don't walk in faith today. Because without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. You don't come to him by faith, that ain't going to work. Whether you like it or not. So you have people, what well, I don't believe there's a God. And when I talk to people that are like that, I tell them, don't worry, you will. There is not an agnostic in hell. They're in hell, but they're not agnostic. They know there's a God now, but it's too late. 
you know be sin, be sure that that your sins will find you out i mean and you know take it from someone i'm an expert if there's anybody that could have wearied god i think it would have been tower and i me a little more so because she she, she was there but you know i'm the one that went to bible school you know i i i had the little paper where I was a preacher. I didn't I didn't have an argument with God because I was adultering and stealing and doing anything. It was just I had issues with the Lord. After one of the churches I pastored. But for a long time I argued. I like to say me and him argued. I did the argument and he just let it go because God has a way of being silent and leading you through something. So by the time you're done, you it, it's like you had an argument with yourself and you lost because there's nobody there. I mean, you you start going down and you get it gets worse and worse and God will let you go until you get to the point to where you can't go any further and then you have a choice. And then God are you ready now? You might be praying and weeping over something that broke your heart. And you've been weeping for a long time. There's some time that that God will put in your spirit. Are you finished? Can you get up? Then get up. See, there's a time for God when it's time to get up. It's time to stop the crying. It's time to do all, you know, stop all the lollygagging. Serve God. Get in there. Trust in his word and move forward by faith. That is, that reminds me of, of, of Judah. And see, when they came out, God said, okay, that's enough. We're done now. You're no longer over there. I delivered you. And in the last part we did, he called them to come out and put forth their proof and because they were going to discuss it. And all of that was an effort to show the righteousness of God in what he did in sending Judah to there. But by sending Judah in captivity, he brought them back. And they had repented. They had to learn a lot of things, like the law over again. But, and Israel's back in the land today. They, they don't have a temple. And in a lot of respects, they're just like America. Israel's going to have some major trouble over there. And God's not going to give them up. He's going to bring them through. And Christians are going to go through things. And you may think, well, this isn't what they taught you know, at our church. You know, I'm not supposed to be here. Uh, they told me that we wouldn't be here for this. Well, I mean, all I can tell you is you're going to be here until God either pulls you home. One way or the other, you either die and go to be with him or you show up when the Lord comes to get you. Nobody's crossed over alive. Now, now there has been. I might. We have two. And so. That's why we think the two prophets that are coming. I say we. Uh, it's typical. Enoch and Elijah. At any rate. Jeremiah six nineteen through 20. Hear, O earth, behold. I will bring evil upon this people, even the fruit of their thoughts, because they have not hearkened to my words, nor to my law, but rejected it. To what purpose cometh there to me incense from Sheba, and, and the sweet cane from a far country? Your burn offerings are not acceptable, nor are your sacrifices sweet unto me. Why? Because they weren't in a relationship with Jehovah. You know, we think that God threw out the commandments, you know, gave them to him. And he stepped up on the mountain, Sinai, 
A lot of smoke and fire came down, scared them to death. Moses was their was their guardian and advocate. And then that was it. They went into the when they finally got to the promised land. God dealing with Israel was just beginning. And it's the same way with Christians today. God is not done with you. You know, you may think you're perfect. Especially some of you guys. And your wife won't tell you. Your kids will. You do something wrong with kids around, they'll tell you. Because they're just brutally honest. I remember many years ago, I was cooking, I was doing the pastries for a French restaurant. And these are scratch pastries. And uh, I've done a lot of pastry chefing. And uh, <laughs> I'd gotten done for the day, and their daughter was with mom. And she says, He's fat. So every time I seen that little girl, I thought, I'm fat. I mean, they're brutally honest. Right out there in the open, every customer could hear. There wasn't a walk-in big enough I could hide in. I didn't try, but that's just the way it is. I mean, how would you like to be Judah? And you're doing all of the incense. You're, you're burning all the incense and... You know, when you do the offerings, you have the incense and it's burning and then you go through everything. And you do all of that and you wind up in captivity in Babylon because you've sinned. What do you think your neighboring nations are going to think? And see, this is one of the reasons today many of, of the Muslims who want Jerusalem and all these others, in, in, you know, the Muslims have no, no claim to Jerusalem because Judah's been in the land ever since because they came back. God brought them back. And yeah, there was others. You know, both Ishmael and Isaac was in the land. In 25 it says, I, even I, am he that blotteth out thy transgressions for my own sake and will not remember thy sins. And see, this, this is why, you know, Yahshua came, died on the cross for our sins, and as Christians, when we believe and walk in the light, 1 John 1, it's real good scripture. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ his Son will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now that's the ongoing thing. Once you've already repented, you've come to the Lord. You know, first, first I mean, John chapter 1. To as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. John 3. You must be born again to the Spirit. Then you then you can get on over to Romans. It talks about confession is made unto salvation. Confession of sins. Because we're sinners. But see, for all the things that that Judah had done, God, in his mercy... For his sake, he's not going to remember the sins. He, he brought him back, put him in the land, brought in, you know, I mean, he made it so where they could build another temple. They could build up the wall. They could live there. But then, of course... By the time you get to the time of Joshua, actually beyond that, when General Titus came in and raised Jerusalem, that's when the Jews really did lose 
everything there because uh, he destroyed the temple and brought down the walls and and everything and and of course they were scattered throughout the earth and and they always had the law in their heart but they didn't have anything else so now they're back in the land now what we're looking at is in prophecy we're looking for that third temple that that temple that's going to be there for the tribulation and that's one of the biggest signs many of us are looking for and uh, and so uh, but one thing that's right on that agenda too is the Ezekiel 38 war so I even I now he repeated that anytime you get back in the in the time of the law let everything be confirmed with two or three witnesses and that's even valid in scripture when you see in one sentence something repeated and uh, like i even i it's 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 an emphatic i because there is no other i the true and the living god i jehovah god i i am the one you didn't do it on your own you didn't deserve it i had a right to put you there but I'm not going to remember your sins. I will blot out your transgressions for my own sake. Because he is full of mercy. He's just. And he's perfect. Now you look around in this world today. We have people, especially in America, who are judges. And they're dishonest. We saw a lot of this. And we have leaders, governors, many others. They're not honest. There's many of them that have taken money because George Soros will pay the bill. And they have certain responsibilities they have to do, which is dishonest. Because most of these people have to swear to keep that law just like the president swears to protect the Constitution and to protect the people by keeping them safe. Well, Joe Biden isn't doing that. Neither did Barack Obama, a lot of the others. They just allow people to come over the thing. Part of protecting America, part of your swearing as an elected official is important. And when you don't keep it, you're lying. And so we've got a lot of that today. And when a preacher gets up there, there's a preacher that had to resign from one of the largest churches, and you would know what it is. It's Hillsong. But he had two infractions with women. It didn't say what it is, and I don't need to know. But, you know, life is tough. And there are times you're going to get in trouble. Look at Jim Baker. Look at Tammy Baker. I mean, even Jimmy Swaggart. And and I could give you, you know, what the news was on all them. Jimmy Swaggart was loved. He, he was a great preacher and a great evangelist. But even he had got nailed for a few things. And there was a lot of jealousy. So make no mistake, we're not perfect. And so this is why God is in charge here. In case you don't understand where we're going. This is why at the end of this, God is going through this. And while we look at Judah with her sins and and everything that God is bringing out, we also have to look at today. We have to look at the Gentiles today. We have to look at the nations of men today. We need to understand that Christ came you know, not because he was forced, but because he wanted to come. He hung on that cross while people criticized him. Well, you saved others, but you can't save yourself. What's the matter, big boy? You know, people can be so spiteful. hanging on there. Well, he got what he deserved. We're glad to be done with him. Yeah. Until you die... And you stand before him and realize that's the one that was hanging up on the cross. 
He didn't do it because you wanted him to do. He already knew you were a sinner. He already loved you. He already is ready to forgive you. See, that's the difference in God. Because the Muslims have God, and there's a lot of radicals, and to them, their God says, go out and kill the infidel. Kill the people of the book, which are the Jews and the Christians. And you can rape their wives. You can even rape their husbands if you want to. Yes, on the, ISIS, when they went through the Middle East, 2014, 2015, I covered that for the whole time. And I got sick of reporting what I saw. I don't report anything on that stuff anymore. But see, that's what their God says. They kill innocent Christians all the time. And the scripture says, you kill the innocent and he does not resist you. They go kill their enemies. We're called to love our enemies. That's the kind of God. See, you as sinners deserve to go to hell. But God said, no. I'm going to make a way. I'm going to blot out the transgressions. You know, he could have easily raised up someone else. But he continued to keep Judah. And, of course, the lost tribes... They'll tell you they're lost, but they're, they're coming back. So they weren't lost. They were just mixed up in the nations. So you're going to find one day both houses of Israel reunited, no matter what the Muslims do to kill them. One day you're going to see multitudes of Christians, no matter how many they, they kill today. No matter how many villages they burn, no matter how many women they rape, no matter how many kids they make into killers like themselves, the lie will end one day. For Judah, the lie ended. They were sent into captivity for 70 years. God is bringing them out. This is the blessing. Now they're back in the land, and God is not finished with them. But i got news for you. God bless this land called America. And there were people there fleeing persecution, and it came from England. Yeah, the English church, the Church of England. And so they came to America, came to these shores, so they could just be free, live their lives, and live their faith. Our forefathers who wrote the Constitution speak openly of Jesus Christ and faith and that our Constitution is made for a moral people now we've got people today that we are trying to stop from destroying America making it into an American socialism trying to change everything and destroy it and the only reason you have the enemies today is because America has fallen from its foundation. I have been warning, along with Tower, for a long time about the judgment coming. And I warned again before Biden got elected. I warned people about thinking about that Trump was going to get elected. Something else is going to happen. And that would signal judgment. And this, too, is a judgment. And in these judgments, there's a lot of different levels of judgment. God is not here to destroy you with Biden. He's here to wake you up. But if you don't listen, then be careful, because we already know what he did with Judah and with the northern tribes. He cast them out of their land. They cast, he cast them out of their churches. They cast them out of their farms. They cast them out. Now make no mistake. If you, America, can think for a moment that you can legally abort babies, and, and we can, and then change the law to where you can kill live babies up 
to 28 days after they're born. Now, see, I've also warned about blood guilt. You're not going to get away with that. Now, see, you don't like Russia. Russia is being the tough guy. China is being a tough guy. You watch out because I'm telling you, the ones that's going to bring America down, and I'll tell you tonight, it's going to be Russia and China. Because one day there will be people sweeping, an army sweeping across America from the east to the west. That doesn't mean they're, they're not coming in the west, but this army will sweep be the biggest thing you've ever seen. You'll be in terror. The bottom line of it is, is that the good thing is it's not too late for America and even for Israel being out of the land and then coming back into the land and being here today at this prophetic time and they're in Jerusalem. They've got their own army, their air force, they're powerful. It's not going to be easy to take the Jews out. The seven-day war proved that. Make no mistake about it. Things are not as it seems. And it's not as it seems for America either. But more than ever, the church of Jesus Christ in this country called America needs to get on their knees and pray and fast and appeal to God to be healed, to be restored, so they can stand up and warn this country. We need to have an awakening in this country the likes of which there has never been seen. You're either going to have an awakening through God or you're going to get a devastating awakening through judgment. And see, God is able to say at this point, he's bringing them out again, I, even I am he that blotteth out thy transgressions for my own sake and will not remember thy sins. What does that mean? That means they're forgiven. That means they're restored. And, of course, when I was first talking about this many, many years ago, someone said, well, yeah, but we've got the new covenant, and they're going to hell. No, they're not going to hell. You don't know how many of them believe. But Christ warned them. And you can find everything in the Gospels. And in Ezekiel 36, 32-35, Not for your sakes do I, uh, do I this, saith the Lord God. Be it known unto you, be ashamed and confounded for your own ways, O house of Israel. Thus saith the Lord God, In the day that I shall have cleansed you from all your iniquities, I will also cause you to dwell in cities, and the waste shall be builded. See, when you're not in the land anymore, everything turns to, you know, weeds and everything else. And the desolate land shall be tilled, whereas it lay desolate in the sight of all that passes by. If you go back before Israel took over that land over there, it was a wasteland. It was a desert. Nobody wanted it. Israel got in it and worked it, and God blessed it. And there are, and here it is, 35, and they shall say, This land that was desolate is become like the Garden of Eden, and the waste and desolate and ruined cities are become fenced and are inhabited. Now that's a prophecy that you can definitely point to as being fulfilled during this Israel's time from 48 to this present day. What happened in America? When we started, when those pilgrims started serving God, it was really small. They just dealt with the local Indians. But over time, before you know it, we were at war with England. Then we weren't at war. We had a constitution. We had a, a morality. We had a Christian faith. And then it grew. 
And then we got big. And we got powerful. If it hadn't have been for America during World War II, and, and the fact that we fought on two fronts, in the South Pacific, that's where my dad was, as a native medic, and in Europe. That's where my step my step grandfather fought Germans, and I got to know him real well. He used to tell me stories. He would write them down from from the service, gut wrenching stories of what he went through. It's not pretty. We're sinners. We fight. We kill. We murder. But make no mistake, there's a God in heaven, and for his sake, he does these things. He wants to restore you. He doesn't want to send you to hell. Why do you think Christ came? Not to send you to hell. There's no reason for anybody to go to hell today. Not one for anybody. But people will. You know why? Because they're too stubborn. And because they love darkness more than light. And you can find that written, John 3.16. Check out the context from John 3.16 down below and read it close. In Hebrews 10.15-17 it says, Whereof the Holy Ghost also is a witness to us. For after that he had said before, This is the covenant that I'll make with them after those days, saith the Lord. I'll put my laws into their hearts, and in their minds will I write them, and their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. I like, I will remember no more your sins and your iniquities. How many times have you done something and you say, I can't believe I did that? Or I can't believe I said that? As humans, God knows exactly what we're like. But he has made a way for us. And God has made a way for this world. And the devil is working overtime today to steal your faith, to destroy Israel, and to destroy the Christian church, and to destroy the testimony of Jesus. And any nation that stands strong, and they have solid foundations of morality, like what God put it on, God made them man and woman. There are things God lined up, and those were the law. And if you look in Psalm 2, you're going to find how the nations are raging and the people imagine a vain thing because they want to tear God's laws, his hooks, his declarations far from them. They want to rip them apart and create their own society. And what you see in America is a society that has gone crazy with their own selfishness and pride. They think they can save themselves. We have teachers lying in wait to confuse little boys and girls that they're not a little boy or a girl anymore. The sins of America are so heavy as it is in many other places. It's not just America. You know, these end of days, be warned. Men's hearts shall fail them for fear of those things coming upon the earth, Scripture says. So if you think you're afraid now, you just wait. Because this thing is literally going to churn. Now, I've, I've studied and already done the study on Isaiah 24. I call that Isaiah's Apocalypse. Yeah, check, the, check that one out and read it a while. Isaiah 43, 6. Put me in remembrance. Put forth all your arguments in your own defense. Let us plead together. Declare thou that thou mayest be justified. Now, see, this is an actual declaration here. You know, 
and there there are declarations like prove me herewith saith the Lord put me to the test and he's saying here put me in remembrance bring forth all your arguments in your defense and convince me that you didn't deserve to go into captivity show me your innocence and 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 I I hear this from people you know well when I stand before God I've got a few things to say well you ain't gonna say them because you haven't stood in the presence of a holy God And if he sends one of his warrior angels down here, you can't even stand in the presence of him because we're flesh. If they come in their full armament and power, all you can do is you can do nothing. And it's not because the angel is perfect. It's just because God made him that way. See, these declarations and this stuff is decided by the Lord God. Those angels didn't tell him to do it. They do what God says. Let us plead together. Bring them on over here. Tell me. Put out your proof. That you may be justified. But see, you're not going to be justified that way. Your justification, and especially for them here, is purely because of God's divine mercy and his forgiveness and it has nothing to do with their worth it's because God has decided his mercy his justice uh, just like if you, if you get up there and you know well as a Christian I did this this and this and this you know that's why you need to let me in no, your, your entrance and even the right to approach to God right now is because of Christ and the atoning blood. In the Old Testament, the atonement was performed with the blood of bulls and goats. In the New Covenant... That atonement was fulfilled forever by Jesus Christ, Yahshua. And you are a child of God. And while we do things and our pride enters in, it's God through Christ who has made it possible. But see, God's forgiveness and divine mercy was there for Judah. And it can be found for all people through Christ Jesus. And even for the, the tribes of Israel that were scattered, that doesn't mean God disowned them. And a lot of these people and their descendants are going to be found. You know, God is an absolute amazing God. Zechariah 3, 1 through 4. This is particularly good, and then we have to close here pretty soon. And he showed me Joshua, or Yahshua. Now, that's a shortened form. That's actually where we get one of the... That is the form where we get Yahshua. Jesus Christ. Now there's a long form and there's a shortened form. And he showed me Joshua, or Yahshua, the high priest, standing before the angel of the Lord, and Satan standing at his right hand to resist him. And the Lord said unto Satan, O the Lord rebuke thee, O Satan. Even the Lord that has chosen Jerusalem rebuke thee. Is not this a brand plucked out of the fire? Now Joshua was clothed with filthy garments and stood before the angel. 
And he answered and spake unto those that stood before him, saying, Take away the filthy garments from him. And unto him he said, Behold, I have caused thine iniquity to pass from thee, and I will clothe thee with a change of raiment. I love that verse. Because whenever you think that, you know, you stand in your own strength, we want to stand in the Lord's strength, the Lord's mercy. And he that showeth no mercy is not going to get mercy. And that's why even the enemy needs mercy. And sometimes that's hard to do. Romans 8.31 What shall we then say to these things if God be for us? Who can be against us? He that spared not his own son but delivered him up for us all how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? These are amazing amazing scriptures. Father, we thank you for your word tonight. Bless your word. Bless those that have heard this word. Lord, meet their needs. Help them to understand this word. Guide them and lead them. Have mercy on them. Heal their bodies. Help them and guide them. And in Jesus' name, I bind you, Satan, and the powers of darkness from the preaching, teaching, streaming, and receiving of this word. In Jesus' name. Okay, Tower. Okay. Well, that just went by real too fast. It did, didn't it? It always does, but could have gone on longer if you had time <laughs> well yeah, that's a good word thank God for his mercy yeah I can guarantee you that's what Judah was saying too <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know they were being taken back to the land they were going to get their temple back and it was really hard it just didn't happen like that they were free but it took i think three trips i'm i'm thinking three before they got every everybody there and things being done i mean it's quite it is really a story uh but we're living in a time of a story right now yeah i'm not um liking the story too much some of it, but you got to look beyond that to the Lord. Well, you know, the path you have to walk has to be a path of fire. And, and that's what it is today. If you're a Christian, you're walking in the days of fire. Because there's trouble and fire and stuff going on everywhere. That's true. And remember, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego... The Lord was in the fire with him. Daniel was in the lion's den, but God was there with him too. That's good to remember. It is. With that, we're going to have to get out of here okay. and say good night. Good night, everybody. Thank you for joining us whenever you do. Stay safe. And in all your times, and good times and troubled times, look to the Lord. He will never forsake you nor leave you. We love you and we pray for you and hope the best for you in Christ Jesus. Good night, everybody. Don't forget to go to our websites at warn-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. Also, pick up a copy of my book, The Rising by Dana Glenn Smith. You can find out more on our websites. You can find links to purchase it. Be sure to check it out. Good night, everybody. Blessings and stay safe.
Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.